Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by MagicAvery.com. In our last episode, the Hawk King spies, the Raven twins Delu and Uled, went searching for Steve with the help of a team of bounty hunters. One of the hunters, a bird man named Zeroth, found Steve and Uncle Shameless's trail and went after them. While talking with Steve and Uncle Shameless, Era the Pelican heard something suspicious in the forest as they continued their trek to Uth, the last human village. And now, the next exciting episode of The Magic of Airy. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. Based on the novel, The Magic of Airy, by Daniel J. Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicaberry.com or danieljhoven.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number 13, Fight. The trio decided to stop for a rest. Era and Steve sat on a fallen tree, and they had quite the selection to choose from, while Uncle Shameless decided to collapse on the ground. Why is this place called the Forbidden Forest, anyway? Oh, it's just a name. The first map of Eri was drawn by an owl named Dats Forbidden, and she named the forest after herself. That sounds like something you would say, Steve said to Uncle Shameless, who was sipping from his wineskin. Steve smiled and said, But see, it's like I said. There was a logical reason for the name. Not because people go in and never come out. There's no such thing. Oh, there's a forest like that. What's it called? Free Treasure Forest. Steve groaned. This place was getting weirder by the second, he thought. As they stood up to leave, some motion in the tree caught Steve's eyes. He thought he saw a blur of yellow among the drab brown branches. From above, Zeroth watched the trio with great interest. He assumed the taller human was the one with the extraordinary strength. Although for someone who was so strong, he seemed to have great difficulty walking. In fact, to call what the tall human was doing walking was a great overstatement. It was more like a stumble with a dash of a stagger. The boy, who Zeroth determined was six by spying the footprints he left behind in the dirt, did not look like a threat, and neither did the pelican from the lake. Zero tightened his grip on his sword and prepared to attack. Look, I just want to go home. Steve explained to Era. She had been trying unsuccessfully to get Steve to accept his role as a hero of Aerie. But you are visited by a blue heron, a mystic of Za. They haven't been seen in... A branch snapped nearby. Era stopped in mid-sentence and looked in all directions. What? Shh, we aren't alone. Era held up her walking stick like a weapon. Following her lead, Uncle Shameless took a sip of elder cherry wine and felt the extraordinary strength fill his body. A large thrashing sound came from a nearby group of trees. Get ready. For what? A massive blur of brown fur exploded from the nearby trees and landed on the ground in front of the intrepid trio. Run! 
Steve began to ask why, but his words trailed off as he looked at the bear-sized creature in front of him. Its wide, tooth-filled mouth was salivating all over the forest floor, creating several sickly-looking pools. The creature's muscular legs clawed at the dirt as it prepared to charge. Era grabbed Steve. We have to run! They eat anything! And I mean anything! The revolting creature roared, and the stench of its foul breath filled the air. The beast looked right at Era and Steve, and charged towards them with snapping, menacing jaws. Saliva flew from the beast's gaping mouth as it aimed its long snout in their direction. Steve did not know what to do. The creature looked like a giant shrew, and the boy knew an animal such as this could not exist, since shrews were normally very small, about the size of mice. Don't you worry, Uncle Shameless slurred as he stumbled into the creature's path. I'll handle this. Uncle Shameless hiked up his pants and pulled back his fist. But, blinded by drunkenness, Uncle Shameless threw the punch while the creature was still a few yards away and swung carelessly into the air. The force of Uncle Shameless's swing caused him to spin and collapse to the ground in a cloud of dust. Sheesh! Thanks for nothing! The giant shrew continued its charge, hopping over the sprawled-out Uncle Shameless. The creature closed in, its hungry jaws snapping. All of a sudden, there was a loud hawk cry from above. The giant shrew slowed its charge as a black shape fell from the sky and landed on a pair of clawed bird feet. It flapped a pair of black wings and cried its shriek again. The frightened giant shrew turned and fled. Xeroth spun the face Steve, Era, and Uncle Shameless. Steve gasped as he found himself staring into a pair of menacing hawkin eyes. Era spotted the triple-ringed hunter's pendant around Xeroth's black-feathered neck and tightened her grip on her walking stick. A hunter! Guilty, Xeroth said coldly as he gave a mocking bow. Um, excuse me, Steve began. He was afraid that this was going to lead to a bunch of boring information. Uh, he's a what now? Uncle Shameless asked as he slowly stood up. A hunter! They are bounty hunters, assassins, mercenaries. (sighs) Here we go. Steve sighed as he began looking for a comfortable seat. Thieves, kidnappers, and all-around nasty people. If you are about finished, Xeroth said, approaching with attitude despair. I would like to wrap this up quickly. And for the record, I have never assassinated anyone. Why? I could never pass the licensing test. Era maneuvered herself in front of Steve. For some reason, I have a difficult time believing that. Look here, Xeroth said placing his hands on his hips. My contract did not specify I bring you in alive. And if you are going to get snippy, I might have to exercise that option. But I thought you said you failed licensing test, Uncle Shameless said in between sips of wine. Assassinating someone is a whole other thing. Trust me, I know. I had to read three thick volumes on the subject. The hunter held his clawed hands apart to suggest the size of the volumes. Uncle Shameless scratched his head. I'm confused now. (sighs) The short answer is, assassinating is signing a contract just to kill. But, if I were to kill you while having a contract that stated I bring you in dead 
or alive and did not specifically request alive, that is something completely different. Um, that doesn't make any sense. I agree. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a gray area. But look, I didn't write the hunter code. Zero stabbed his sword into the ground and leaned on the hilt. Anyway, we're getting away from the task at hand. Which is... Bring you two humans to the Hawk King. Zeroth pointed a clawed finger at Steve. Especially six over there. Steve looked around, half expecting to see someone else. Me? My name isn't Six. Then why is it written on the bottom of your funny-looking shoes? Zeroth asked as he pointed at Steve's black canvas high tops. The boy looked at the bottom of his sneakers and sure enough saw a six printed on the heel. Steve rolled his eyes. That's my shoe size, not my name. Shoe... size? The whole concept of footwear was alien to most of the bird people of Aerie, as they had never had any need for it. Additionally, the variety of feet among the bird population made it impossible for even the most enthusiastic cobbler to attempt making design of footwear for all of them. That is not to say that no one had tried, because it was a vastly untapped market. But those did, all failed, became bankrupt, and went insane. But not always in that order. My name is Steve. Very well, Steve, then. Makes no difference to me. Zeroth replied with a cold tone as he pulled his sword free from the ground. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Copies of the original novel can be purchased through magicofairy.com and amazon.com. You can also download a PDF of the entire novel for only $3.75. Visit magicofairy.com for more details. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. Wait! Zero sighed and narrowed his hawk eyes at the boy. Yes? What was that thing that attacked us? <sighs> a solicitor. But we have solicitors back home, and they aren't anything like that. Around here, solicitor is an old word for savage, ravenous beast. Huh. Actually, that kind of makes sense, said Uncle Shameless. Zeroth, deciding the lesson was over, continued his approach towards the trio. Wait! (sighs) Yeah? The boy looked over the unusual-looking bounty hunter and asked, What are you, anyway? Zeroth was taller than a hawken and more muscular, but shorter and leaner than a swanton. His long, hooked beak had a ring of black around it, looking like a swan's. He had the piercing eyes of a hawk, but also had orange, webbed feet, equipped with razor-sharp talons. His wings were not the sizable tools of flight that the hawken had. They were considerably smaller and looked rather weak. The parts of the hunter's body that were not covered by his black cloak were covered with black feathers. Steve decided that the hunter looked like some sort of hawk-swan hybrid. Zero tightened his yellow scarf and appeared disturbed by the question. All I know is that I'm an outcast because of how I look. Happy? Zero snapped, anger rising in his voice. Steve was certain he saw the hunter's eyes flash red. Now, Zeroth said, his voice switching to a more sinister tone. You two humans will be coming with me, dead or alive. 
Steve jumped to his feet with a loud yelp and started running away. At least he tried to. Steve was barely a few feet away when a pair of bolos wrapped around his legs and arms. Zero seemed to produce the webs of rope with attached weights from nowhere, and as Steve fell to the ground, the hunter was already spinning another over his head. Era rushed over as fast as she could with her walking stick to help the disabled boy, but quickly fell victim to a third bola as it pinned her arms to her body. Unable to balance herself, the pelican fell to the ground. Zero turned his aim to Uncle Shameless and readied another bola. The events of the past few moments took some time to reach Uncle Shameless's wine-soaked brain. When they eventually did, Uncle Shameless finally figured out that he was in trouble. Sadly, by this time, Zero had already wrapped a bola around him. Uncle Shameless looked down at his bindings. Dang, nabbit! Indeed, Zero said, a little disappointed that no one had even tried to put up a fight. Uncle Shameless closed his eyes in concentration, and seconds later, let out a loud, Morba! as he broke through the ropes holding him. The weights and ropes fell to the ground with several loud thuds, causing Zero's beak to drop open in surprise. Uncle Shameless tucked his wineskin into his belt after a quick drink and began cracking his knuckles. I ate birdie, boy, let's go. No one messes with my nephew. A sly smile crossed Zero's beak and he sportingly put away his sword. For now, anyway. The hunter struck a fighting pose, which reminded Uncle Shameless of a silly dance he had seen at a recent wedding, and beckoned Uncle Shameless to make the first move. Uncle Shameless charged the odd-looking birdman and threw a wild punch, which was dodged. Zeroth kneed Uncle Shameless in the ribs, causing the man to stumble backwards. Zeroth jumped at his target and was surprised when Uncle Shameless performed a super strong jump and tackled the birdman in midair. <gasps> Zeroth wheezed as they crashed to the forest floor. Uncle Shameless threw a punch at Zero's head, but he rolled away, letting the human's fist shatter a nearby rock. Zeroth rolled away from his prey and picked himself up. It had been a long time since Zeroth had had such a challenge, let alone from a human. Uncle Shameless lunged towards Zeroth again, but the birdman spun and grabbed him, effortlessly throwing Uncle Shameless to the ground. This amazing spectacle of mortal combat was lost on Steve as he had landed facing away from the fight. He tried to roll over to see what was going on, but the weights on the bolas made it rather difficult. Era did her best to describe the action to him. Well, your uncle was just thrown to the ground. Now the hunter is kicking him in the ribs. Now he's kicking him in the... Oh my! Where? Steve asked, but after hearing the epic length of curses coming from his uncle seconds later, the boy made an educated guess as to the region of Zero's last kick. Steve decided that being tied up wasn't all that bad. Uncle Seamus threw dirt in Zeroth's face, giving him enough time to get to his feet. Uncle Seamus lined up Zeroth and charged full speed at the hunter. Recalling all five years he played high school football, Uncle Seamus tackled Zeroth with all of his might. Uncle Seamus plowed into the hunter like a truck, knocking both of them back several yards. The tackle knocked the wind out of Zeroth, leaving him prone for several moments. This was enough time for Uncle Seamus to pick the birdman up and to throw him into the trees. However, it was at this moment Uncle Seamus remembered that Zeroth had wings. Crackers! Uncle Seamus yelled as Zeroth flapped open his wings and avoided the trees. Unlike the hawken that Uncle Seamus had seen flying Daraga, Zeroth appeared to be only gliding. The hunter was several yards above them in the air, with a hand inside the small leather pack at his side. Zeroth almost pulled out a signal stone, but changed his mind. 
He wanted a few more minutes to see if he could wrap this up himself. Instead, he pulled out a flash bomb and lobbed it near Uncle Shameless. It went off, momentarily blinding the human. Zero tucked in his small wings, dove, and kicked Uncle Shameless under the jaw. The blow knocked Uncle Shameless back a few feet to the ground. But he got up in time to avoid a taloned, webbed foot aimed for his head. Xeroth was back on the ground again, and this evened things up for Uncle Shameless. Or so he thought. The hunter stood in place several yards away from Uncle Shameless, with one arm tucked under his cloak. Uncle Shameless ran at the hunter while winding up a mighty punch. Seconds before the punch would have hit Xeroth's chest, the hunter pulled out his arm from under his cloak, along with a large shield. Uncle Shameless's fist crashed head-on into the thick shield, leaving a slight dent. Uncle Shameless stumbled backwards, rubbing his sore hand. No fair! Xeroth chuckled as he held up the shield with one hand and adjusted his yellow scarf with the other. And having extraordinary strength is fair? That's... Different. This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Aerie. Make sure to join us again next time. Who will win the fight? Will Steve and Era get free? Will Zero take Steve dead or alive back to the Hawk King? Find out in the next exciting episode of The Magic of Aerie. The Magic of Aerie, the podcast, written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. This podcast was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information or to buy a copy of the original novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening. Copyright date of this episode was October 17th, 2009.